Episode 53, How to Make a Good Confession. We've talked in various previous episodes that Christ instituted a church and instituted various sacraments as the ordinary means to salvation, that is, the means that he came to give us by which we can attain the kingdom of heaven by remaining in the state of grace or returning to the state of grace. The only way we can get to heaven is leaving this world in the state of grace with the supernatural life of God in our souls. This is imparted to us by the sacraments, strengthened by the sacraments, and when lost, returned to us by the sacraments, particularly the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of confession or penance. So the sacrament of penance is an incredibly important sacrament because when dead in sin, when the life of grace, the supernatural life, is dead because of a grave sin, it is the only means by which we can return to the state of grace. So given the importance of the sacrament of confession, we need to understand how to participate in it validly and fruitfully. There are ways that we could go to confession without receiving the effects of God's mercy. There are ways we can go to confession while receiving the effects of God's mercy in that sacrament, but not receiving them as fruitfully as we might. So it's important to discuss this question. The first thing to keep in mind is that we ought always to keep our imperfections and our sins before our mind. The only way we can progress in sanctity, the first step in that is to separate ourselves from the life of sin. And that means if we are stuck in any serious sin, that we take serious steps to stop committing the sin, and that involves removing ourselves from any situation that might lead us to that sin. And if we've separated ourselves from any serious sin, progressing in holiness means also separating ourselves from any other habit of sin, even if it's not serious. And the main way to do this is to do a daily examination of conscience. This is encouraged by pretty much all the saints. Uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola made it more popular to examine one's conscience at the end of every day, not just right before you go to confession, but at the end of every day to examine in what ways have I failed, not only in just keeping the commandments, but also in pursuing perfection. In my thoughts, in my words, and my deeds, have I offended God? And if I can't find any way in which I have offended God, are there any things that I have omitted by which I would have glorified God, or been a better example, or led others to God? This is the practice of all of the saints, to always keep our sinfulness before our eyes, not because we want to be self-hating or anything like that, but to cultivate, first of all, the virtue of humility, but also to avoid a very dangerous blindness, which can lead us to grave sin. If we don't take account of our conscience at the end of every day, we might allow small sins to slide by, and then those become habits. And habits of small sins can become habits of greater sins, and then can become mortal sins, which cut us off from God. If we allow that to take root gradually, then we don't even notice it. And if we don't notice it, then that's an even greater danger for us. If we are cut off from the life of grace and don't even know it, then our soul is in very serious trouble. So the daily examine is essential. At the end of each day, to be very honest with oneself before God and to account for every sin of commission or omission in every thought, word, and action so as to prevent oneself from sliding into grave sin, but more importantly, to preserve the great gift of the state of grace, which is the greatest gift we can have, because salvation is, literally, 
maintaining and persevering in the state of grace until death so that we might be eternally united to God. So the examination of conscience is the, the best remote preparation we can do for a good confession. More immediately for a good confession, of course, you want to do a more specific examine and to review one's conscience and to see, of course, first of all, if one has any serious sins because it is absolutely necessary in a confession to confess any unconfessed mortal sins that one is aware of, but one can and is encouraged to also confess venial sins, even though it's not necessary because venial sins can be forgiven via other means and other sacramentals. And one thing to keep in mind when examining your conscience is that there are many priests nowadays, although perhaps not as much as in past decades, that misunderstand scrupulosity. For example, if you go to confession and you confess a very minor sin, a priest might scoff at it and say you're being scrupulous, but that's not true at all. Scrupulosity is an error in judgment. For example, thinking something is a grave sin when it's not, or thinking something is a sin when it's not a sin at all. So scrupulosity is a very dangerous frame of mind to be in. It's an error in the judgment of your conscience, and that needs to be corrected by a priest. But scrupulosity is not feeling contrition for a very minor sin. In fact, that's what characterized the saints. The closer you, you get to God, the more sorrow you feel for the smaller sins and imperfections. To be sorry for and to confess a small sin is not scrupulosity. So never let a priest tell you that. If a priest tells you you're being overly rigid or scrupulous when you're confessing what is an actual sin, even if it's a very small sin, then just ignore him. Confess it anyway. So the three elements of a good confession are contrition, confession, and satisfaction. Contrition means to actually feel sorrow, to actually have sorrow for your sins. And contrition can be imperfect, that is uh, motivated just by a fear of punishment, or it can be perfect, which is contrition or sorrow for your sin because of your love for God and because of your hatred of sin out of recognition that God is the infinite good and infinitely lovable and you are pained because you love him so much. Imperfect contrition suffices for a valid confession. Even though that's not the aim, we ought always to aim for sorrow for our sins because of our love for God, not just because of our fear of hell or fear of punishment, but imperfect contrition suffices. In any case, we need to have actual contrition. We need to really detest our sin, whether it's because of an imperfect motive or a perfect love of God. We need to have real contrition. If we don't have contrition for our sin, we can go through all of the steps of confession, but we don't actually receive absolution. Because sacraments aren't magic. We need to be disposed to receive a sacrament. So if we come to confession without the proper interior disposition, that is, without actually having contrition, without having any real intention to remove ourselves from an occasion of grave sin, for example, then the priest can say the words of absolution, we don't really receive forgiveness of sins. So that's important. The sacrament of confession is not just a car wash we go through to clean ourselves up once in a while. It's something that is supposed to be a new beginning, which entails real contrition and a real desire and a real firm purpose of amendment that is a real intention to change the way we live. If we're stuck in a grave sin and we have contrition for that sin, that contrition must entail an intention to change how we live, that we avoid the occasion of that sin. So that's contrition. The next element I mentioned is confession. And confession, of course, means the actual confession of our sins. And it's necessary that we confess any and all mortal or grave sins that we're aware of. And 
the distinction between mortal and venial sins I mentioned in an early episode on whether or not the early church had confession. But serious sins, as St. John tells us, are ones that lead to death, the death of the life of grace in our soul, and those we need the sacrament of confession for. Venial sins are those sins that damage but don't destroy the life of grace in our soul. It's encouraged that we confess any sin of which we are aware, but we have to confess grave sins. And if you have plenty of venial sins, but you only confess your grave sins, that's perfectly fine. But we have to confess our grave, our mortal sins in both number and kind. And what that means is we need to give an indication as best we can of how frequent of a sin this is. If we are not able to remember the exact number, we have to give as good of a estimation as we can. And we need to give the kind of sin it is. That is not being too general, not being too specific. Not being too general in the sense that you can't just say, I broke the fifth commandment, which is thou shalt not kill. Because that can mean anything from I actually committed murder to I harbored hatred in my heart for someone. So that's why you can't be too general. You also don't want to be too specific, especially with regard to sins against the sixth commandment. You don't want to go into too much detail there, but you need to give the kind of sin that it is. And the reason that we need to give the number and the kind of sin is because if you think about when you go to the doctor, you can't just say, I have pain. You have to say, I have had pain for this long. It's been this big of a problem for me, and it's located specifically in this part of my body, right? A doctor can't help unless we actually give that kind of information. And so we need to be honest with ourselves and with the priest, first of all, because it helps the priest give good counsel on what we need to do to avoid that sin and gives us helpful advice, but also because it helps us ourselves to say it out loud and to recognize and be honest with ourselves before another person and before God regarding what is really plaguing us. So Christ, of course, knows all of our sins. That's not why we go to confession to tell Christ something he doesn't know. But we do it so that we might speak aloud our sins, humble ourselves, and also open up these wounds so that they might receive God's healing grace. It's also praiseworthy to do what we call a devotional confession or to do a general confession. And in both of these instances, it entails confessing or expressing contrition again for sins that we've already committed and confessed in the past. So a devotional confession is to reiterate our, con our contrition for sins, to express our sorrow before God and reiterate our love for God and our desire not to offend him again so that we might receive the grace of the sacrament again. Because let's face it, we can always use God's mercy. Hardly a day, hardly an hour, hardly a minute go by where we can't find some thought, word, or action that we want to bring to the Lord's mercy. So a devotional confession is, is simply that to come to confession again, even if we don't have any serious sin, and perhaps even confessing sins we've confessed before, not because we don't believe that they've been forgiven, but to simply make reparation in a sense, or to kindle our contrition and our love for God again, and receive his grace and grow in his grace by means of the grace of that sacrament. A general confession means doing a review of your whole life and confessing all grave sins of which you are aware throughout your whole life, starting from the age of reason all the way up until the present moment. This is a very helpful thing to do at least once in your life. First of all, for peace of mind, it's helpful for us to know that we've at least once covered everything that we can possibly remember. It gives great peace of mind to know that we've done that. 
but also because it, again, is a way to receive more grace from this sacrament. Regarding the frequency of this sacrament, it's the saints say you should go often, because like I said, we all know that we sin daily, and perhaps not gravely, God willing not gravely, and perhaps there are there were many saints that never sinned gravely in their life, but all of them loved the sacrament of reconciliation because being able to hear the words of God's mercy and being able to receive that grace is such a great gift that why would we ever stay away from it for a long time? Now, for most of us, we need to go often because we do fall into sin often. And so if you're not aware of a serious sin, it's still good to go every couple weeks or once a month. And of course, if you are aware of a grave sin, it's really important to go as soon as you possibly can because you always want to make sure that you're preserving the life of grace in your soul. First, because that is what salvation is, leaving this world with God's grace in your soul, but also because we need to be in the state of grace to receive the Holy Eucharist, which is our ultimate act of worship and the principal means by which we grow in grace and are sanctified. And if we receive Christ's real body and blood while not in the state of grace, it constitutes a very serious sin. So for that reason, the sacrament of reconciliation is a necessary sacrament because it prepares and disposes us for the Most Holy Eucharist. The last element of the sacrament of confession that I mentioned is satisfaction. So expressing our contrition, confessing our sins, we then have to make satisfaction in some way, and that's expressed in the penance given to us by the priest. Now, the penance is never proportionate to the actual satisfaction we need to make for our sin, because any sin is, in a sense, an infinite offense against God because God is infinitely good. And so any offense against an infinitely good God requires heavy satisfaction, a satisfaction of which we are actually not capable. But we still do some kind of penance for our sin after we are forgiven. So going into confession, we need to have the intention to do whatever penance, whatever satisfaction the priest asks us to do. And it's usually just a few prayers, but even if it's something more serious, we have the we must have the intention to fulfill that penance, do that satisfaction, because however heavy the penance is, it's nothing compared to what in real justice our satisfaction ought to be. So this has just been a, a bare outline of what confession is and how to make a good confession. I think it's important to go into this into a little bit more detail and perhaps this week's member episode at my Patreon, patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief on Saturday will be a more in-depth discussion of confession. And perhaps we'll do a more, I'll post a, a thorough examination of conscience on there so that you, will, you can have it uh, to use when you prepare for confession. In summary, keep in mind that it's important to do a daily examination of conscience, to review the day, see not only in what ways you have failed, but also to keep in mind in what ways you have grown in virtues and to ask God to help you continue to grow by his grace in those, in those things. But to review all thoughts, words, and actions where you've fallen short of what God calls you to do and to make a commitment, make a resolution to go to confession frequently and to make a resolution that if you're ever aware of any serious sin, any grave mortal sin, that you always will go to confession before you receive the Holy Eucharist because not only is it just not fruitful to receive the Holy Eucharist when you're in the state of sin. It is a sacrilege and a grave danger to your soul and does great damage to your soul and to the church. So these are important things to remember. The church gives us the means of salvation and makes them available to us very easily. 
So sometimes that might make us think that they're not a big deal because it's such a everyday thing to us that, yeah, we can go to daily mass and yeah, we can go to confession whenever. Uh, but don't let that fool you. The reason the church makes them so available is because they're so important to our salvation. So ask the Lord to give you a spirit of contrition. Ask him to enlighten you and your conscience so that you might know any things that you might need to bring to his mercy still. And then trust in his mercy that nothing we do could possibly separate us from him if we just turn back and ask for his mercy with a sincere and sorrowful heart. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please give us a five-star rating and a good review wherever you listen to this podcast. And also, please share it with your family members and friends. God bless.